0: things going on in the background here folks welcome to the put i die, die podcast number 170 one of us has the house to herself, and the other one of us may be able to smell cat puke from where they're sitting yes indeed I, anybody it... care to venture a guess yeah
1: <laughs> yeah just as we were about to hit the record button um uh, my old cat that was on my bed um suddenly you started making that hacking noise, so i.e. she's about to puke imminently, so I had to dive over and knock her onto the floor and then clean up after her, so otherwise it would have been cat puke all over the bed, so.
0: Neil says she gets one more chance or I'm coming, or she's, he's going to ask me to borrow <laughs> my tire iron. iron.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, she's it'll a, lovely, a mercy, lovely old girl. It'll be a mercy killing, Neil. <laughs> It's either her or you, you know?
1: She's actually remarkably it's still good. I mean, even though she's old as can be, and she clearly can't see that well anymore, stuff like that. But when it's time to get the treats out, she gets on her hind legs and bats the air and still gets very excited about her food. So
0: she's, She can see well enough to get up on your bed before she pukes. That's
1: right. She, yeah, she's still got the hops, too. She can still jump up on the bed. So, yeah. Still I, wonder some... how
0: many, I wonder how many old punk rockers like cats.
1: Uh... Yeah, probably more than well. I know Jordan, who was oh, here. We go. His two famous ones: Jordan, who just died; she was a famous cat lover, and uh, Susie Sue is a famous uh, cat lover who now lives in France with a, I guess, a huge collection of cats.
0: So. Well, those two two punks have one thing in common that that make them different than you, Neil. <laughs> what? They're very famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that too. But they're both women. Two breasts, breastages. Well, I think. I think you could argue, argue that cats are the more punk pet because they don't give a crap about you that's very they're they're not the modern punk the modern touchy-feely uh you know pc punks they're the old school you know don't care type punks but but at the end end of the day i think dogs are a much better pet well i don't know Uh, about a better pet they're better companion probably well they're they're loyal cats aren't loyal if you died right now your cats would just eat you they don't care
1: well your dog would too but it would take longer it's true.
0: Well, no, but your cat, would. Your, the only reason your cat would be sad is because you can't open food for him anymore. I think dogs genuinely would miss companionship. <laughs> but, well, that,
1: That's actually, that's an interesting question, punk pets. Um, now, what do you think about people who keep like shit like, you know, people, some people would be like, ah, cats and dogs, that's nothing. I keep snakes and tarantulas. What do you think of that shit?
0: Well, the, I got to say the snakes are definitely a no go with Mrs. Trauma. hmm she does not like snakes. She doesn't like spiders. Um, I'm pretty indifferent to them. But talk about a pet that can't show affection. Right. When you look into the eyes of a snake, it's like, yeah, if it was bigger, it'd swallow you. You know, it's cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Do you ever, like, go to a zoo or somewhere where, you know, when we were down in Alabama, we went to this uh, alligator alley, it was called. And it's just, like, hundreds of alligators all over the place. And it's interesting because you look into the eyes of these alligators and you can see, like – all of human history, you know, like these things haven't changed.
1: No, that's true. Man. But that's they have completely these, true. Cold,
0: these cold, dead eyes and they're just like, you know, whatever. They feed us. They stop feeding us. We'll eat them. We don't care.
1: That's very true. Like I, mean, junk, I mean, they're they... like
0: junkies, Neil. They're like, like, you ever dealt with a real severe junkie where they just like stare right past you?
1: Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that. And But also, occasionally, someone will turn up at work who has those same kind of cold, dead eyes, and we're always yes. like, oh, shit, don't go too near them after having a bad Friday or some shit, you know? Mm. They're going to pull out a gun and shoot you.
0: That's, but, that's you they're talking about most of the time, Neil. <laughs> the cold, reptilian eyes. Oh, no. I'm always friendly. Neil's a crazy cat lady.
1: <laughs> I only actually I only had two cats. Uh, The other cat is the the sphinx, the uh, the very picky sphinx. Yeah, is that's Lydia's. Now, interestingly enough, I mean she had all kinds of. uh, I guess I mean they're pretty picky species, right? They're. They they don't cats s- no uh, the sphinx especially
2: oh the
0: sphinx yeah cat. yeah I was gonna say cats will eat their own crap they don't yeah. care I wouldn't call them biggie but no the the
1: sphinx is very it has a very delicate um intestinal tiny. tract I guess yeah I bet it's a tiny um, little cat and it used to it's a tiny little cat but man if that thing farted it would clear the room it would be worse really? than you and Scott put together that means huh. no no shit but
0: dude my farts smell like rose petals I'll <laughs> say
1: but. Um, <laughs> they actually just switched it to a, like what's called a raw diet. So it's basically just meat. They're basically just feeding them meat now and farts don't smell anymore. It's crazy. So
0: Neil's, not only does Neil have this very delicate cat, but he has to feed it $19 <laughs> a pound filet mignon. <laughs> I'm not the one,
1: I'm milk. not the one feeding it, but yeah. yeah. Um, they now feed it, yeah, this raw meat, but supposedly it's much better for it because it's not the, the shit. I mean, doesn't the stink. The only
0: thing it can eat is surf and turf.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't get it man after it eats that it goes mental for like a half hour and runs around the house knocking shit down
0: yeah it's a tiny little cat it's very it's very interesting i'd be afraid to like like a normal cat they get underfoot sometimes like this thing i think you just decimate it just crush it grind it into dust the
1: only the only saving grace it has is it's so incredibly quick Mm. it'll be it'll be across the room before you can fucking blink yeah but it's a great cat. They're very before affectionate. You can it,
0: before, you can, before you can give it a good whack with the old tire iron, it'll be long gone. Yeah, that would
1: be difficult for you to whack. It would be like in four different places while you were bringing the tire iron down.
0: Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I guess it's like whack-a-mole, tucker, right? Might be able to tucker me out. Whacking things with tire irons is just shockingly tiring. <laughs> After a few swings, I'd probably just lose my breath and just give up. Well, Sit down and watch a documentary or something to put a record on.
1: This show got to off an interesting start. But yeah, right it's as a, we were about to record, it was like... <clears throat> Yes. I was like, Oh god, I know what that is.
0: I should have played Dry I should've D R I Dry Heaves. Anyway, <laughs> alright. Maybe I just I think I might have played that recently. I don't know, I can't remember it. Listen. Punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail, Punk I Die Podcast on Facebook, Punk I Die Podcast group. And we better play a song. We we better we better get back on track.
1: Now we do have a theme today, but as normal, your song's aren't gonna page. be an to do with a theme, right?
0: Neil <laughs> well one of us it's it's funny because we Sometimes it, it's funny to me that our thought process is so similar that we end up at the same place and it's just like this weird synchronicity. And then there's other times where we are just, you know, we, we've we talked a little bit this morning and then we get together to put our heads together and we are on different planets. But that's okay. <laughs> Neil's well, on the- planet Cat. Neil's on planet Cat. I'm on planet Alligator. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 but the funny thing is you're the one that came up with the concept.
0: Well, but yeah, but I, I threw it out there. I didn't know you were going to adapt to it so quickly.
1: Well, I did because you know, and, and just so you know, to pull the pull the curtains back, everybody, we actually the threw beef, not the beef
0: curtains, right? We did that last episode. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, we did. Um, <laughs> wow, no, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> Sorry,
0: that was. Man, it's, it's 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 pretty brutal. Listen, those of you who made it through episode one sixty nine are still with us. We we do appreciate you. No, I think I swear I think we're gonna, people will love it. Right? We're going to clean up our act. We're going to straighten up and fly.
1: No, we're not. We're going to find more disgusting, please. We want more disgusting. Um. Anyway, what I was about to say was uh, we just kind of threw this show together this morning just because Tom was off of work and it's Sunday morning and we have nothing else to do. So so it was kind of thrown together last and minute.
0: I've had to work, so I'm not even hung over. I can't even be like Sunday morning coming down the great Johnny Cash uh, Chris Christopherson song
1: yeah so and i'm drinking water so yeah neither one of us is drunk but yeah we threw this song to get the show together and tom's like well how about this for an idea and i'm like yeah great because i had no other songs picked so i was like yeah i'll pick some songs to do with that little did i know tom was gonna pick songs nothing to do with (laughs) to do with that concept so well there we go that's why this show is so
0: good right you want me to play one first or you want to go first
1: we haven't introduced the concept so you go first
0: Right. Okay, I was gonna say because I'll go last with my best of friends, my weekly my weekly segment. My, yeah, we can we can we we can. Uh, we yeah, can, they don't have to go in order. Yeah, we can okay, switch it Okay, I'm gonna start things out with a great the great Connecticut hardcore band, the Pissed P I S T. I've played them twice before actually. Once I played them, and then our friend Mike the Mailman suggested it to us. Like, is that when he left the, like the voicemail thing for us that we did we played that right? Uh, we did, yes, indeed, we did. Played that little voicemail thing. Yep. I would say you could all do that to us, but then we'd have to hand out our number to everybody, and that could get a little dicey, right?
1: Uh, yes, we certainly don't want that. I don't think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was kind of a fun concept, I guess. If you wanted to record a little MP3 or something of a requested song and send it to our to punkdie77 at Gmail, I guess we would probably play that because it's kind of fun. Oh hell yeah, we, we certainly would. Yeah, you could be the you could be the DJ. Yeah. So anyway, so this is uh, the pissed doing. What song did I say? Oh, We're Still Pissed. We're Still Pissed, yes. From their great LP, Ideas Are Bulletproof, from about 95 or so. So anyway, this is the Pissed. We're Still Pissed.
3: Now repeat after me. Bugger off. Bugger off. Sod. Sod. Bloody. Bloody. Now put them all together. Bugger off, you bloody sod. Sod. Bugger off, you bloody sod. Okay, you're in. <laughs> Let's smash things up. Better around a few years now, you think we might have changed. Maybe we saw better or worse, but links are still the same. We're trying to search for answers about some things we might have changed. Try to fight what we think is right, cause we're still fucking past. So look deep into our eyes, you will see what we despise. Raise your voices, raise your fans, we're, we're still, still here and we're still back. Not in it for the money, it's for something that's inside. Of every single one of us, that cannot be denied. Not in it for the fashion, cause that'll fade away. Not in it for the critics, cause we don't care what you say. All the deep into our eyes You will see what we despise Raise your voices, raise suffice. your face we're, we're still here we're still there So piss all the kids who refuse to the use their phrase. So piss all the drugs who give the fuck some bad things So piss off all the dumb guys who want their macho shit So piss off all the breadsticks, fucking dumbass and breadsticks So piss off those in power who did not Stop stop all the cowards too afraid to stand and fight. Stop 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 all the fashion folks not good enough for you. Stop 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 all the yeah, we're fucking
1: you. All right, that was the pissed P-I-S-T with we're still pissed. And uh what's uh? What time period are we talking about for them? Mid-90s. Mid-90s, okay.
0: that's time- So it's actually, okay, in a little bit of synergy here. When we first, our very first show, we only played two songs. We did. Punk Till I Die, episode number one. When we were had all kinds of funny ideas about how things were going to go before we kind of loosened up the reins a little bit and just let things go to this monstrosity that you have now had before you. <laughs> and uh, I played, a, and you played... Uh, a crucifix song called hinkley had a vision indeed i did yes and we were actually a little bit had our heads together here neil because i played the caustic christ song called doesn't anybody want to impress jody foster anymore so he covered two different eras 10 years apart similar thematically you know yep but anyway caustic christ was a later offshoot of the pissed oh interesting okay yes so, so i think the f- same, same singer i mean real real raspy voice so
1: so our first um three episodes we were basically still, uh, uh, still doing that whole uh, punk news thing where we only played one song a piece. Mm. So our first three three episodes uh, only have uh, two songs a piece. Um, if
0: if uh, if if the punk news podcast was Happy Days, Neil and I were Laverne and Shirley, I guess. <laughs>
1: there, you there you go. Oh, we're oh they're Laverne and Shirley, and uh, we're Happy Days.
0: Oh hell no! Now we're the juggernaut, man. They're I don't know what they are. We're we're. <laughs>
1: Uh, just, uh, this is Tom trauma. Say no. I don't things. know. Whatever. We are, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, well, I speak, we, speak, no, speak no evil.
1: But by, uh, by the time we got to show four, we were starting to do two songs a piece, and then from there, it's just gone up. And like you said, to the monstrosity you hear today. Yes. But that's fine. It's punk exactly. rock baby. Well,
0: that's one thing. What one thing I will say about about this is everything was everything has been organic. We haven't forced anything. Right. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So. Even though I do kind of, you know, there are times, and maybe we should go back to that. We, the real early segment that people still mention once in a while it was on our early episodes. Was the you pick something for me to listen to that I'd never heard, and I pick something for you to listen to you never heard, and that was kind of a fun segment, and I think a lot of people like that. But we just kind of got lost, and then eventually we started having guests, which you know, eventually we're going to do again when I stop being lazy. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, we actually have some like what I would call a level. Guest potentially coming up um as opposed to our normal b and c level which sometimes turn out to be funnier anyway so who knows right uh
1: yeah. see that's an interesting thing in the punk rock world i mean a level guest a level guest would be johnny rotten I yeah mean, yeah. i, I, I don't suppose. think we're we'll get, okay, okay, we'll right. getting in, glenn, even so though we might so is,
0: glenn, <laughs> so is glenn matlock a b um well he's
1: a sex pistol so i think he would still be an a minus how's that
0: okay so like like your tv smith and glenn Madlock would be like a, a b plus a minus yep Yep. Um Now, Steve Jones would be an A, right? Steve Jones would be an A, for sure. Yep. I mean, is there any 90s punk that you would consider A, other than like Rancid or like, you know, like Trevor Keith from Face to Face. To me, that's really an A-level punk guest or like the singer for the Mighty Mighty Bostones. I, I can really guarantee what that. that that is not an A-level guest. Singers I've never for, heard of. For
1: you. Guy. I've never heard of heard Ter- was Terrence Keith. His name is uh, <laughs> Trevor Keith i mean i've seen face to face i don't i don't mind him, but there's no way that's an a-level guest mate sorry all right
0: but i mean like okay like large i mean tim armstrong, armstrong would be La- large, large yeah large, large yeah. Would be
1: yeah 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 and so would then, probably okay, the guys from down,
0: further down the rabbit hole so like uh matt freeman is he a or b
1: uh i don't think the bass player can well unless it's sid vicious I don't, op- I don't know
0: i don't know it's an that's... operation ivy though he doesn't do press so it doesn't matter he's yeah. not going he to so. song- does he write songs does he write songs he does. He even sings on that new Charger album, which I know is kind of getting mixed reviews because it's sort of metal y, but I dig it. All right. You
1: also did that other, what was it, Hell's Brigade or whatever that was called? More, like, more, uh, more rockabilly type thing? Devil's Brigade. Devil's Brigade. Devil's that's what Brigade, it was. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, you could, you, you could, if you bought every single uh, rancid side project <laughs> on vinyl, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you'd have to remodel your house, right? Yeah. He actually, Lars actually just played here last week at Reggie's. Yeah. He's doing his solo thing. I, I, I. Once again, I, I I think Lars is a very talented guy. I like almost everything he's done, at least a little. But the Soul stuff wasn't really doing a whole lot for me. I don't know if you listened to it. Wait, well, very stripped, very stripped down. Well, he changes his
1: genre so much, right? First he did the the Bastards, which was more of like a rock and roll motorhead type thing, right? Then he did. Well, the, I mean, uh... he
0: changes his genre, but it doesn't change it much. I mean, it's all kind of. It's not like he's, you know, doing synth pop or something. You know what I mean? It's all sort of street punky. <laughs> that's,
1: that's his next thing. He puts on a wig and it's going to do a whole synth pop set. He's,
0: he puts on one of those clear mesh tank top things and, he, and eye makeup and he's doing like a Depeche Mode thing.
1: That would actually be pretty the only, interesting.
0: The only thing I haven't done is like, uh, you know, androgynous dance music. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> but suppose, I mean, he seemed like a really nice guy. Cause I saw you know, he was taking, uh, taking photographs with people outside and stuff. And uh, he seems like a yeah, genuinely right. decent dude. I mean, he was just play in, in England with the last resort to like 50 people in small pubs and stuff, Yeah, you know, I mean, he well, takes this, shit,
0: but, but that's the fact is isn't that just the fact that he's makes enough money with his main gig that he can do that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, maybe. Well, you know? he, but he does love it though. I mean, he he loves the last resort. Yeah, no, no. He loves Roy. He loves, he loves the whole thing. Well, he loves Millwall. He, he, he loves Southland, South, like Land- South
0: like London. He played guitar on the Stomper 98 record, which is a kind of an old, like an older German, not like OG, but like an older German Oi band. So, what you're saying artist. is,
1: so what you're saying is, we might be able to get him for the Punk Till I Die uh, soundtrack
0: album that we're going to do. I don't know. Maybe. Well, that's news <laughs> to me, but it could be. But the thing with Lars Solo that's intriguing is, and I, I don't know what he does live because he only did seven songs on like his debut EP. And I thought the song was, was a little weird, but. And I thought it was weird that he did an EP considering the stuff he has to pull from. Um, but you go see him live. Who knows what he plays, right? The amount right. of different stuff that he could play from. And I don't know if he's got a band or if he's just standing up there with his acoustic guitar or his lute or whatever he does. Does a lute. Renaissance yeah, fair style? He now does a medieval English set too. Exactly. <laughs> 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 he's trying to get that sweet uh, opening gig for uh, – who's that guitar player from Deep Purple that we talked about who does like the Renaissance <laughs> Richie Blackmore, sorry, <laughs> Richie Blackmore. Yes, yes. Lars Frederiksen is officially trying to get the opening gig for Richie Blackmore. They're gonna get. They're gonna. It's basically like, uh, yeah, they dance around. <laughs> they do their fairy <laughs> it's dance? It's, some guy playing like Spinal flute. Tap. Yes. <laughs> exactly. They're ten inch. They're ten inch Stonehenge. All right. Anyway. My God.
1: Okay. I'm just okay. So I'm looking just just out of interest, looking at some of the Lars uh, side side bands. Good God, the Old Firm Casuals have more stuff than Rancid does.
0: I don't know about that, but they have a lot of... They probably have five LPs. Dude,
1: I'm looking at... It's mental. They got... And then he's got as well Oxley's, Oxley's Midnight Runners, right? Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stomper 98. Good God, man. This guy's busy. He likes to keep it's, busy.
0: It's Well, and Tim's the same way. <laughs> it's it's funny because Party you says... I mean, these guys, you know, they, they can go out with Rancid and play a few shows a year and probably make a living at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because Rancid is basically like a punk rock uh, festival headliner. Yep. You know, there's only a handful of bands like that. You know, them and like The Offspring and Dropkick Murphys and these bands that are big that make, you know, make, make actually good money touring. So then they can do all this other stuff. But part of I think part of every Rancid fan goes, man, if they put their energy that they put into all this other stuff into Rancid, how good would Rancid be? Because I listened to the last couple of Rancid albums, and I'd take some of the side projects over the Rancid albums any day. Not last and one. how is it that these How is it that these four guys put their head together, and, and maybe it's just because they've done it. It's all been done before when it comes to Rancid, you know? They just don't – I don't know. And I don't mind their new records. I'm not even really trashing them, but there's nothing amazing
1: on them, right? Uh, I thought Troublemaker, that last one from 2017, I thought that one was the best they'd done in a while. Honor is all we know was basically just they just dialed that but, one in, I think.
0: Here's the thing though, Neil. If you put Honor's All We Know, Troublemaker, um what's the the other one before that? Let the
1: Dominoes Fall.
0: Let the Dominoes Fall. If you put those all on a blender, mix the songs up, start playing for me, I couldn't tell you which came from which.
1: That's true enough, man. That's that's true. Yeah, they could make one really, really good album by mixing those three together, right?
0: And I know you're more. You're probably more of a Ransom fan than I am. I like Ransom. I have not. I have nothing against. Them. I've seen them a bunch of times. Boy, they probably should be on my list. As a matter of fact, but the truth is, um, I I love out, and outcome the Wolves. And none of their other albums are even. If that's one A, there's no B. You know, oh, you right don't things.
1: think so? See, I think Life Won't Wait is definitely a B. I yeah, mean, I mean, An Outcome come the wolves uh, is like the London Calling. Life won't wait, I guess, is like this. Sandinista, I guess, because because there's a lot of different like genres in uh, there. But I think that's, it's
0: not, a... so, that's not making me any making me a fan. calling <laughs> okay, anything well,
1: Sandinista. <laughs> true enough. but Life Won't Wait I, is actually nah, good.
0: I'm not a Sandinista fan. <laughs> I, I think there's barely enough songs on Sandinista <laughs> to make a single album. Let alone a triple.
1: Yeah, I, I, you won't get much argument with me there. But I'm just saying that. It, Outcome come <laughs> the wolves is their famous one, and Life Won't Wait would be the you know. But I think the I think that's one A and one B for sure those mm. two but yeah that's, that's just me all right well, well anyway so, anyway should we should we get to us we get to was, our theme <laughs> talking about bands song. you've seen a lot song. oh well you see but i can't play my song until we talk about the theme
0: all right i'll play another song and then you can play all yours on a bunch i don't care all right man all right so my next song is defiance who i don't i'm just saying i don't know where they're from I have like one of their albums but they're cool old school kind of UK '82. I think they're American though. Uh, but this song is uh, called this is no this is defiance with no future, no hope.
1: defiance there with no future no hope they are from portland oregon ah yes there you go no future no hope was 96 and it says that they released a new album this year hmm. Oh, that looks, cool. like, looks like an eight, it's an 8-track EP, almost. Looks more like uh, called like War... Like 8, songs, eight yep.
0: songs, not like an 8-track, like your grandpa's. Yeah, is, <laughs> yeah even though I'm yes. sure
1: that's a What's-Her-Face might bring that back next. <laughs> oh, she did bring that back, didn't she? Jesus. Um, Yeah, Defiance War on the Streets 2022.
2: Nice.
1: Test pressing, so I guess it's maybe not out all the way. Oh, it's Pirates Press. No, Vol- Voltage Re- Hold on a second. Voltage Records, but Pirates Press made it. Okay, Ah, there we go. Yeah, because it's a a check record label. There you go.
0: I was just looking at a record the other day. It might have been the – I can't remember what it was. Maybe that split district record. I can't remember one of the records I've gotten recently, and I know the same thing, made by Pirates Press.
1: Which makes sense. I mean they own their own press, so they can probably – maybe some of the times can come down if you get it done by Pirates Press maybe.
0: Well, and, and we'll get back into this a little little bit later, but I'm pretty impressed with some of these indie bands that still have the ability to get the records out with all their own financing and everything else. They're still they're still doing it. There's still bands that are doing it. There's people complaining, there's people still doing it. So right. I don't know how that is, but I'll I should speak to that a little more later. So all right, all right, Neil. Go ahead and Well you should introduce
1: theme. you should introduce a theme because it was your idea. It was your concept.
0: All right. So my my idea is because I always refer to like Bands that I've seen ten or more times, and there's a bunch of them. Grand Rapids always had kind of a loop where the same bands would come through a lot, so there was that. But also, you know, a, a band like, you know, I was saying Rancid, I just have seen them quite a few times over the years. Like at starting out in smaller places, and then now it's mostly been festival. Okay, yeah, what's what's the smallest place you've seen Rancid at? I saw them at a place in Grand Rapids that's no longer there. It was called the, yeah, it's a church now. What was it what was it called? It was called. East Town Works. I think I saw two shows there. Hmm. And Rancid was one of them. And they had, uh, who opened for them? Uh, wow. Oh, I can't think of it. Live from Camp X-Ray Band. What was that band? And our local band, Muster Plug Open. That was 90, I don't know, that was Outcome of Wolves there. Was that 94, 95? Wow, that was, yeah. Okay. I remember some of us were old enough to drink and some of us weren't. And the ones of us who were old enough to drink had to stay in this weird little like bullpen area to yeah. watch the bands. Now, how to watch the it? bands. How was it? Was it good? Yeah, it was real good. Yeah. But
1: anyway, so so so, so the concept was Rocket,
0: Rocket from the Rocket from the Crypt was the opening band. Okay. Yeah. Rocket from the was Crypt was touring with them.
1: Yep. Who was in that? That was uh, Johnny Two Bags, who went on to be in Social D,
0: right? Mm, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar, but maybe. Yeah,
1: Johnny Two Bags was in Rocket from the uh, Rocket from the Crypt.
0: Oh, and I don't know where they were from either.
1: But they were—they had a pretty rabid following for a while. Yeah, from San Diego, I believe. San Diego. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. As I guess Rocket so from anyway, the Tombs. So, yes, anyway, be... obviously vintage Cleveland band, Rocket from the
0: Tombs. So, yeah, so I've seen a bunch of bands play 10 or more times. And I, it was kind of inspired by having seen Megadeth and DRI last week, who are both on my 10 or more list.
1: All right, or so, weeks so, what, so our concept is bands that you've seen the most times. So um, is DRI the, the one you've seen the most times?
0: No, but they're they're pretty close to the top. Who, um, who do you think the top is? Well, the top is, is actually – okay, this is kind of cheating because I just have seen them so many times over the years because they got together about the time I graduated from high school, and I've seen them about a time a year since then. Even though I haven't for the last couple of years, would be muster plug our great local ska band.
1: Wow, that you heard it here first, everybody. Tom said the word ska and the word great in the uh, in the same I've sentence. <laughs>
0: probably seen them thirty times. Holy shit! Okay, if they were not local, shut up, dog. Don't make me tire on you. Fix some food, um,
1: bitch. Only digits fans will get that.
0: The uh, <laughs> so so I've just I've just seen them a lot over the years. Um. And there's another local band called The Crabs with a K that I've seen a lot of times, too. We played with them a lot, and I used to go see them a lot. That would have been mid-'90s. But the I'd say the biggest band that I've seen a, a lot, like multiple times, and I think I'm over 15 now, would be sloppy Suggins. No, no surprise there. No surprise. Yeah, no surprise there. And I've seen them two times in Grand Rapids. Everywhere else has been out of town. Yeah, you've seen them in and Chicago mostly, numerous times, right? Yeah, numerous times in Chicago, numerous times in Indy milwaukee cleveland louisville las vegas uh yeah we've we've gone all over to see them wow they're, this year if they're gonna and i don't know what's going on with those guys this year i really haven't talked to them but um they, what they were talking about last year where they were talking about touring would be a new area that we'd never seen them before but honestly i might we might try to jump on a plane to go and go see them we'll see we'll where's, see what where happens was, where's that well, it's down down south. Let's just say down south. I don't want to get too specific. Mexico. That would be sweet. Bolivia. Me, me and BA at the Donkey Show. Guatemala. <laughs> Guatemala. Um, yes. I don't think they're going there, but you know, it's funny. You always read about those South American tours, and it always end. They always end up getting canceled because the promoter is weird or. The uh, bands just come home with like just piles of cash. That'll be the Ramones.
1: The Ramones seem to be yeah, exactly. fucking the biggest band John, in the world in Argentina, right?
0: Johnny's doing like side deals and stuff. Yeah, like, crazy beyond the manager's back. Hmm. Yes, so that is the band, of uh, like national band that I've seen the most. I'd say the next one after that is probably Dri, which is probably between twelve and fifteen times. Kind okay, of going kind back of hard. to going back to what uh 90 90 okay the funny thing with sloppy seconds is i saw them once in like late 90s and then we really got into following them in like 2008 or 2009 so it's mostly the last 10 to 15 years with sloppy seconds which i know is a long time don't get me wrong but um compared to some of these bands so here's, here's my – I'll tell you what, Neil. And I don't know – you're in Chicago, so you have a situation too where bands come through every year. But I know you're not exactly the same as me. So I'm going to give you the list of bands that I've seen at least 10 times. Hmm. Okay. Okay? And this is in no, random or, in no particular order. Anthrax, Sloppy Seconds, DRI, Social Distortion, Ministry, Megadeth, Slayer, Mustard Plug, The Queers, The Crabs – Corrosion of Conformity, Testament, Meat Men, Agent Orange. Wow. Those are the bands that I've seen at least ten times.
1: What an interesting mix of different things there. The, yes, mostly
0: the, thrash metal and punk mostly, huh? The one that
1: the one that stands out to me the most, it's kind of I wouldn't say surprising, but I, I guess it is surprising, is Ministry. That one really
0: surprises me to be to you have seen them that many times. Well, they always tour, hit Grand Rapids when they toured. And I saw him for the first time in 89 or 90. So, you know, you're talking about over 30 years, right?
1: Yeah, but I, you just I, you don't strike me as being like an industrial fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know you I love really metal not, and that. And, I'm
0: really not. I just fell in love with the Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste album, which I think came out in, I think, 80, 80, 89, somewhere in there. And I've always been a fan. And i got to tell you, they put out some garbage since then. Hmm. And they have not always been consistent. I think due to, you know, rampant drug abuse. But they've, but their shows in the early '90s were as scary as anything you'd ever see. You, you feared for your life. Like I feared for my life more than I did, s- s- even at some of the small, crazy punk rock shows.
1: Now, why is that? Because of shit going on on stage, or just because of the crowd? It was Just
0: the crowd always wanted to throw things. <laughs> and it was just, it was just a really, really violent crowd.
1: <clears throat> Interesting.
0: It's funny, you know. You never guess. You listen to like Ministry's first Stop "With Sympathy." It literally is like Depeche Mode wannabe, right? It was like Pet Shop Boys level of intensity, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened to that band, but man, that mid-era, like... Uh,
1: Al Jokinson discovered Crank.
0: <laughs> yeah, something. Well, that <laughs> mid-era, where the mid-era is actually real early era now, when you look at the you know 35-year history of the band, 40-year history of the band, but that mid-era when they did The Land of Rape and Honey, The Minds of Terrible Thing to Taste, Psalm 69, that era, oh, they were so good. Their live shows were amazing. I remember the first time I saw them, they had like chicken wire, like a like the Blues Brothers playing yeah, at the yeah. that's playing cool. at the country bar, you know. So, anyway, you want me? Well, okay, I'm gonna play one more song. Okay. <laughs> or well, because I have no, a list. of I think of you should. That's, that
1: I think you should. You should. You should wait. I think unless you got one of those ones that you just talked about.
0: Well, and I have I have a list of bands that I've seen almost ten times that I'm knocking on the door, even right. though I don't know that I ever will because some of them are probably aren't really playing anymore.
1: Okay, um, one of these bands that you're gonna play next is one in that list, I assume. No. Oh, well, not... <laughs> well in that case, maybe I should go there. <laughs> um, so me, I I don't have anybody on my list that I've seen as many times as you've seen some of those bands. No. Uh, mm. Um, I've got a bunch of the like. Written...
0: what about like Naked Raygun?
1: Um, I've got a bunch of them in the like six to twelve probably but okay. some I, some I've been going to bands for so long some I don't remember to be honest like the buzzcocks yeah,
0: some, of, some of some of the mine I must say are sort of like uh, guesstimates.
1: yeah but the buzzcocks I've seen them so many times that um I I'd be hard pressed to put a real number on it um over 10 oh definitely in the 10 area yeah um okay. I mean i saw them Twice in England in the early days, Uh, you know, my first gig was the Buzzcocks, in 78, Uh, I saw them again in 79, then I saw them when they first reformed in 89 in Chicago, and then I saw them every time they came through Chicago since. So I'd say between 8 and 10 times I've seen the Buzzcocks, Mm -hmm. you know, that would be, well, both the original lineup and uh, some of the newer lineups, Mm -hmm. Uh, but always with Pete Shelley, obviously. So, yeah, I've seen the Buzzcocks eight to ten times. Probably the band I've seen the most was probably the Digits, and, mm. ju- and that's just because, much like you, with Mustard Plug, they were local. Yeah, yeah. living down in Champagne for five years, um, they were they were based in Champagne. You know, they they lived in our house, God's sakes. So we got to see them. You know, I saw them practicing in the chicken shed. I saw them so mm-hmm. many times at Mabels and small clubs at like uh pa- parties you know people's parties at our house so that's like end.
0: your 30 plus time that's like your 30 time band, that's probably
1: 15 to 20 yeah okay so the did to ready. and the funny thing is when they actually got not popular but when they became more of a national thing and were are doing national tours you know um around about the fourth and fifth album i kind of i i really wasn't paying attention by that time hmm. um so this is all you know first two three albums um, you know, mm. even before they had an album when they just had cassettes out, you know. Um so yeah, digits would be the most for sure for mm. me. Um bigger bands. Probably Teenage Bottle Rocket. I've seen Teenage Ball Rocket. Yeah, I've seen Teenage Bottle Rocket play ten to twelve times. Um they came through town so many times warming up for other bands. Um mm. in fact the first time I saw them they were warming up for the epoxies, and that was an incredible show. I didn't even know who they were. I'd never even heard of them before. Um, and I think that was a Beat Kitchen. It was... Or at some small club in Chicago, anyway. Um, and, then, you know, right through to me going down to... Seeing them at Fest and going down to Gainesville to see them. And, uh, you know... Jeez, uh, I've just seen them. And down, down to Urbana to see them. Seen them at Subterranean in Chicago probably about four times. Uh, opened up face-to-face. Uh, so many times I've seen TBR. Mm. So... Yeah, they're they're certainly one of my most. Um Tiger Army, I've seen probably eight to ten times. Mm. Um now it's funny you mentioned that Rancid show before, because when I first saw Rancid, I probably didn't see him until about ninety six, ninety-seven. Um, I think see this is one of those things. I either saw him at the Metro or at the Vic. But I think it was at the Metro. And Tiger Army warmed up for warmed up for Tiger Army. Uh Tiger Tiger Army warmed up for Rancid.
0: Did you know Tiger Army at that point or was it just
1: Um I did, I know the first, I knew the first album. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um I mean I've seen Tiger Army from everything from Beat Kitchen from small shows to the Metro to, you know, warming up for um who's the stupid fake Irish band? Dropkick Murphy's. At the Aragon or
0: something. Dude, he, like that. they're he, they're doing a couple shows in Southern California with Danzig.
1: With Danzig, yeah, I'm I'm sad, yeah, that's how that, crazy is that? It's crazy. The mean. Danzig
0: crowd is very metal now.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid Tiger Army's gonna get booed off the fucking stage. That kind that, that kind of worries me a little bit. Um, they will toughen them up a little. Oh, I have only know been if, doing this for like 20 years. Yeah, I don't know if that was a great. I mean, it's a good bill, I guess, to get out there in front of a lot of people, but that didn't seem like a great bill to me. To get on, well,
0: because um, the other bands too, because Danzig's obviously more of a bluesy metal kind of thing, but the other bands are super heavy too, right? Like, like straight up black metal, death metal kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, I mean that
1: that one really stands out, much like when they first bought the jam over here and they warmed up a Blue Oyster Cult, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ramone, or the Ramones with Black Sabbath. Yeah, right?
1: I wrote to Black Sabbath doesn't seem like a a good fit. Um actually I I've I seen Tiger Army warm up for Morrissey. One of Morrissey's tours, mm. yeah, Tiger Army warm up for him. Uh no, that's
0: gotta be higher he's gotta be higher on your list too.
1: Morrissey is another eight to ten times, yeah. I've seen him pretty much at every venue every major sized venue in Chicago and some in the uh northern suburbs. I've I've mm. seen I've seen Morrissey, including at Riot Fest, obviously. Riot Fest, Ravinia, Waukegan. Um, Chicago Theater,
0: the Aragon. If you hang in there long enough, I think you'd be able to catch him at the Cobra Lounge. <laughs> I know. He
1: still pulls in a decent crowd, man. He does. Um, hmm. Yeah, Morrissey 8 to 10 times. Fuck, you know, and I saw the Smiths once, so that's always a Oh, you memory. did see the Smiths? Okay. I, I, yeah, I did see the Smiths. Yeah, I saw them warm up for Richard Hell, believe it or not. It was a Smiths. In Manchester or somewhere? Yep, yep in Manchester um, on Oxford Road. Uh, Russes, Rafters, whatever it was called. Um, it was their third show. So I didn't even know the Smiths. Well, I knew who the Smiths were. I'd heard of them at the time, but they didn't have anything out.
0: Were they any good?
1: Um, All I can remember is Morrissey's hair. Mm. And he was trying to sell. He had like a fanzine on um, James Dean, which he was trying to sell at the bar. I remember that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was was 1982, something like that, whatever it was. Um, Mm. Who else? Social D. I've seen between eight and ten times, I'd say. You know, obviously for a while, I was, I think my first time was 89. I saw Social D. Uh, then 92 s- for me. No, 90. Yeah, the, yeah, then I saw him on. No, in,
0: 92, 92. Then
1: I 90. saw him in 90 on the. Uh, which tour was that? I got the t shirt still. I dug it out the other day, as a matter of fact. Um, with the Ramones? No, that was 92, I think, because 90, I saw them play with Pegboy. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, the 92 Vic. Was yeah. So, yeah, then I saw them play with the Ramones. Um seen him play outdoors. I've seen him play basically House of Blues a bunch of times. The second time at House of Blues or third or fourth time at House of Blues I saw them, I was like, I'm never going to see, I don't really want to see these guys again. Because he did, was starting to do that tired old shtick of, uh, you know, uh, props to the old timers, but, you know, young school is where it's at and this, that, and the other. And he'd bring a kid on stage with him and there was like frat boys in there with like, one of those, like, not a baseball hat, but it doesn't have the top on it. Or oh, the visor. A visor. He had a visor on backwards and upside down. And I was like, you know what? This crowd isn't for me anymore.
0: Well, <laughs> when they made the major label leap, they always drew a little bit of that crowd. Yeah. There was always a little bit bros. of the frat boy crowd. Yeah. So I decided then
1: I was probably never see him again, even though I did see him once more after that at Riot Fest, but... That doesn't really so,
0: count. So I, I saw them their last tour when they came through, and it was really pretty good, actually. But Because I remember the one era I saw them where they had like a full-time keyboard player, and I thought it was just so mellow. It just it was when they were doing the – I can't remember it was their second-to-last album. I don't know, but I wasn't impressed. But last time I saw them, I, I thought they were pretty good again. Well, they always put on a great live show.
1: i mean, Mike Nass is, Mike Nass is always – is. You know, it's mesmerizing on stage, right? He's a great stage presence. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't really want to be in that crowd. Plus, they see—they must have some kind of deal with House of Blues because every time they come through now, they play at House of Blues. Well, like if they, three yeah, or four so nights or something. They
0: have, if they have a certain management company. You know, it's funny because actually the management company that runs House of Blues runs a, used to at least run a venue here in Grand Rapids. And that's the last place I saw them was that same affiliated kind yeah. of venue. You know, and if you know
1: anything about this show, you'll know that I fucking hate the House of Blues. Twelve, twelve dollar beers and <sighs> probably, more than, probably more than that now. You know, yeah, so Lydia, probably
3: 15, no.
1: Lydia went to what did she go to? She went to some like, and I was EDM, electric dance music or whatever, something cool. at the Aragon. They were charging seventeen dollars for beers at the Didn't Aragon. Kiss my ass. I'm not doing that. Right.
0: Freaking I've large. had enough. Ludicrous, ludicrous. I'm, 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 I'm my last act of defiance is to torture myself by not drinking when I listen to music. <laughs>
1: Um, so getting back to my list, uh, I've seen the Creep Show, the Canadian psychobilly band, mm. uh, probably like eight to ten times because they've been to Chicago so many times, warming up for other people. Hell, they've played Motorblot two or three times.
2: Mm.
1: So I've seen them a ton of times. And then going back to the early uh, early '80s in uh, Manchester, um, a post-punk band called the Chameleons. I know Mailman ah. Mike. I know Mailman Mike now is now jumping up and down because I know he loves the Chameleons. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the Chameleons. I saw, I was lucky enough to be in Manchester right as they were starting, and I jumped onto that really really fast. I saw probably the second or third gig. Um, mm. They had a lot of gigs that were filmed uh like like early on video at this club called the gallery and i was at all of those gallery gigs um so yeah i i've probably seen them eight to ten times i'd say Hmm. so yeah cool so um i am gonna play actually i'm gonna play should i play a block of stuff
0: well i tell you what i have one secondary list of bands that i'm are like at the eight mark but we've we've been talking a long time so why don't you play a song and then we'll come back and have a little more discussion then you can play another one
1: Okay, I'm going to play um, a song by the Digits off their, one, two, I think their third album, Hornet Pinata. Um, actually, this is the song that, uh, that The, uh, the uh, Offspring made famous. Ah, yes. So this is uh, Killboy Powerhead by the Digits.
4: These <laughs> a
1: yeah that was uh, killboy powerhead from digits which you might know if you know anything about the offspring and if you listen to episode 17 or rick sims uh interview uh you'll know he he managed to make a living out of out of that song so that's excellent good for him
0: well it's it's funny because well i i saw the off i've seen offspring a couple of times they're not like a favorite of mine or anything but i've seen a couple of times festival type settings and one time the last time at riot fest i think i've seen them at least twice at riot fest they played the entire uh album smash which was the one that that was on their huge like 10 times platinum album and i forgot a that i really like that album mm-hmm. i mean it's a fun the album whole, it, it, it was it was a good album and the other thing is if you it's amazing how little they did to the digits version of killboy Powerhead. right i mean they literally didn't they just just straight up re-recorded it yeah so it, it wasn't like they had some vision for it was funny because he does seem to have a love hate relationship with that too. Because yeah, he made six hundred thousand dollars from it or whatever for mechanical royalties, but he doesn't seem too keen on it. Rick didn't when we had him on.
1: I don't know if he has that much respect for the offspring. I'm not sure. But then well, again, the but then again, again he, was a a doctor. Doctor. he was a doctor. He was he was always a, he was always a difficult bastard though. Rick Sims. Yeah. People either loved him or hated him.
0: Probably still do. I uh, Rick was a real delight to have on, and I I know that. Uh, they were working on some stuff for Touch and Go Records, like a, a career-spanning retrospective. Right, a double. Yeah. And and I think it probably got screwed up by COVID and all that. And I hope that's still coming because I actually don't have any of their stuff, and I would love to get something like that. Um And I'd love to have Rick come back on and talk about what you know that specifically and everything yeah. else. Yeah, I it starts to um, raise,
1: it, raise its head again, yeah, okay, you're right. I haven't heard anything about that in a year.
0: But I, I know that I think Rick doesn't drink anymore, but I remember somebody said to me, and I remember who it is, but I'm not gonna say their name, said, Yeah, everybody has a drunk Rick Sims story. <laughs> like Rick yeah. could be a real bastard.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. Good for
0: him, man. I mean, can't we all? I mean, you know, I'm I'm actually more of a happy drunk, but uh you know, we'll whatever. I'll
1: tell, we'll tell you what, man. You'd be a pretty boring rock star if you don't if there's no stories, and that's what's true about a lot of the fucking modern. You know, we well, don't any rock stars anymore, right? There's just these musicians who are in big bands and they're just
0: dull
1: well, as well, fucking afraid, dishwater.
0: But you're afraid to say anything because you get canceled, you know? All right? You get people turn on you so viciously, man. We want our rock stars to be squeaky clean now. Bunch of sissies, man. Bunch of sissies, Neil.
1: That's why. That's actually one of the reasons, like people sometimes wonder why I like Oasis. It's particularly Liam Gallagher because he is an outspoken. Well, so is Noel. Actually, they're both outspoken. They're not afraid to say what's on their minds, and I fucking I appreciate the hell out of that. So, um, yeah, I
0: mean, you wonder why Lemmy died. He just he just he was embarrassed to be associated <laughs> with these people.
1: Yeah, yeah, he died before he could get fucking canceled, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> Lemmy touched me. Well, touch I, don't, me. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can cancel. He he kind of had that Ramones thing going on where he only ever got so big. You, you know, you can't, it's hard to cancel somebody with a cult, with a culty following, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Especially culty following of older people. Because so we, we don't care. Pretty much. So, all right, I have one more list. And these bands are all approaching 10. Okay. Most of them are in the, at, least, at least five, but more around eight for each of these. So they are Metallica who I could have seen more, but it's so expensive and their shows just aren't as good as when I was a kid. Uh, Suicidal Tendencies, hmm. who still are pretty good. Uh, Typo Negative, who the main guy's dead. They're not around anymore. Negative Approach, who we saw the other day from Detroit. So I have some geographical advantages. And TSOL from California. That a band that I don't have any geographical advantages to, but I really love and I've seen them a bunch of times. Oh, you know, bowl Weevils are on that list. Okay. Against Me. Okay. Uh, who I haven't seen for years, but I saw a bunch in a few years. Bad Religion, who I've seen a bunch over the years. No Effects, I've seen a bunch over the years. Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphys, or as Neil lovingly refers to them, that fake Irish band. <laughs> Rancid, Guttermouth, and last but not least, Motorhead, I saw like eight or nine times. Well, you did? Wow, that's impressive huh yep and that's and i'm sure i'm missing a bunch like I, I should probably like go stare through my oh danzig danzig i've seen more than 10 times wow i should i should see i knew i should have went look through my like just like go through my cds like a zombie or my records and try to figure it out but i can't believe i forgot danzig man that he would whoop my ass if he knew that
1: now how about the uh how about the jerry only misfits yeah i saw them two or three times three times same here same here yeah saw them two or three times
0: so you know if you and and i saw danzig and doyle do the misfits twice so i guess they qualify maybe as the five time thing but it's not super authentic yeah
1: and i'm sure there's other ones i've missed because just because i'm forgetting over the years like like you said naked reagan yeah i've probably seen naked reagan five or six to ten times i i just don't remember and some of the opening bands that used to be like every band every every gig in chicago yeah. like life sentence used to like warm up so i i've probably seen them a bunch of times were you but, like
0: were you a life sentence fan uh
1: yeah, the other okay i got their first that albums, first album okay. i yeah. don't
0: know if they did more than one record but that one record their their self-titled album is pretty highly revered actually
1: yeah um like i said they were uh, it was difficult for me to ever take them seriously because they were the perennial opening act
0: ah uh, yes but, you know
1: but uh but it's tough to be in that for any touring band. I guess it's tough to be in that in that position. Um, yeah, TSOL I've never seen, so that's that's ah, an interesting one. Yeah.
0: I saw him at the Small Room in Reggie's most recently. Huh. Yeah, that you- was the that was the time. Okay, when you broke your arm skateboarding. Mm-hmm. We were gonna go see on Friday night. We were gonna go see The Damned and X. And then on Saturday night it was T S O L and the Bullweevils at Reggie's in the small room. Oh god damn it. <laughs> so it Scrum in, why don't you? Scott ended up coming with me, of course, because you heard yourself. And uh yes. But TSOL is still surprisingly good too. It's three of the four original guys. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. The only one missing is the drummer, and we know that they're barely members anyway.
1: Um they barely have members. Okay. No, um, so they're barely <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Suicidal tendencies. Who who from that is 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 Mike the only guy that's original in yeah, that band? Psycho Michael, oh yeah. Oh yes,
0: okay. Um the it's funny now because so you know the original lineup was just like these four Hispanic kids from like Muscle Beach, right? Right. And somewhere along the lines, like they got Rocky George, the great guitarist to play, and then they added a second guitarist and they went through all these people, but everybody's turned over. Robert Trujillo, the bass player, uh, eventually went to play for Ozzy Osbourne, the Metallica, a big, muscular Hispanic guy. Yep. Looks like, uh looks like our buddy Mike the Mailman, actually. Um, <laughs> Mike, two, but he, two shout-outs on this show. Yeah, two shout-outs for Mike. But uh, anyway, he's holding he's holding my dog hostage, Mike is. <laughs> says he'll eat it if I don't. Uh, crazy Cuban bastard. Who's going to eat my dog? No, but he uh, – Anyway, the uh, and they've gone through all the members over the years, and it's just all a bunch of kids now. But they got uh, the drummer, the former Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo, who's kind of a big deal. He actually plays for the the Modern Misfits. That's who the drummer is, hmm. and he's a pro drummer, no question about it, very good. But he plays for Suicidal. So the biggest, like, the when you like look at the inside of the thing, the biggest things are the singer and the drummer. Hmm. The drummer is like the biggest celebrity of the band, other than the singer. It's funny because when you join Suicidal Tendencies, as far as I can tell. You have to wear like everything suicidal tendencies.
1: Yeah. So, all that merch
0: for sure. You remember that movie Office Space where the waitresses had to wear like the a flare? Yep. flair?
1: That was Jennifer Aniston, man. My, my, yeah. Girl. yeah. Well,
0: that's suicidal tendencies as far as I could tell. Like, <laughs> if one of you, you're one of the new guys in <laughs> suicidal tendencies, you have to have X amount of pieces of flare unless you're Dave Lombardo, former Slayer drummer, in which case you can wear a black t shirt and a pair of Levi's and Psycho Michael won't say anything to you. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to wear the hat that flips upside down. Or the jogging shorts, or anything. I mean, he might be wearing the suicidal tendencies socks, though. Maybe he's, maybe he's uh, wearing maybe. those. Yeah, yeah. I love all that suicidal merch. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'd I totally wear the stupid hat that flips on the side off. But dude, after, just...
1: after I'd been to the states for the first time in '83, and then I went back to England to graduate in '84, um, I brought my love of suicidal tendencies back with me. So I had an old uh, Chicago White Sox hat that someone had given to me. Um. And you just wrote suicidal on the, I brim, did, on the, the brim on the brim. I had that and I had that flipped up and I had in my leather jacket. I had suicidal written down one arm and people used to give me such fucking weird looks.
0: You, you walk into your you walk into your parents house after being in stateside for six yep. months. And your mom's just looking at you like you're a freaking alien
1: suicidal. Yeah. 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 And I had the big toxic man. I wish I still had that leather jacket. I had the big toxic reasons flag on the back. That was a fucking nice. awesome leather jacket.
0: Man. Homemade punk clothes. Homemade punk clothes are underrated, man. I want to totally go back to it. Totally underrated, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back to it. But I feel, you know, I don't know if I told this story. And if I did, I apologize. Let, I'm...
1: let me play another song and, and yes, keep, keep yes, that story in mind. Do. So uh, going back to my list, Buzzcocks, I saw 8 to 10 times. I am gonna, But I'm not going to play an obvious Buzzcocks song. I am going to play, which, damn, which album is this off of? That's a really good question. I'm going to play the song Jerk. I don't know if you know that one i do not um shit what album is that off of now i feel like an idiot so well, prepared. <correlated> so, <laughs> so well prepared yeah well i i had you know what i had a list i had like two or three different buzzcock songs that i was gonna pick from and so i've picked jerk because it's a good one but uh... apparently you
0: never heard of a little song called uh i don't know I was going to say that was great that was great Tom oh I
1: know it was off that self-titled one from like 2003 that had like okay. the black and white like photocopied cover with like yep. Buzzcocks and Pink you know that one yeah yep. first rock off that album so uh, this is uh, yeah Buzzcocks with Jerk There's no telling. Okay, that was jerk by the buzzcocks. No telling if Peachelly wrote that about Steve Diggle. I don't know. Mm.
0: I, I don't know. Well, I guess Diggle got the last laugh, though, didn't he?
1: He did. Uh, everyone, everyone that knows Diggle says that he's. A, or met him. They say he's a he's a really fun guy, but he's just drunk all the time. <laughs> so there we go.
0: I endorse that.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. Go, go ahead with your
0: story. You were just about to tell. Well, no, I was just talking. You know, so I have a vest, right? I, and i've never worn it around you i don't think you've ever seen me in it but i you know i i like ordered from like one of these places like these screw and spikes and i put a bunch of spikes in it and it's got patches all over it. my wife is sewn on mm-hmm, for yeah, me battle, battle vest yeah. i do have a battle vest and i when i was going to dri the and night i grabbed it and i threw it in the car and i get to where i'm going and i'm just like i mean it is a costume right because i'm just wearing like a hooded sweatshirt you know I wasn't even wearing my punk light eye sweatshirt because I couldn't find it. Lost in the closet. (laughs) Oh, great. But I'm just wearing like a black Puma sweatshirt. And I'm just like, I was going to throw this vest on because I'm at a show where it would be appropriate. There was lots of kids wearing these things. And I just – I just – I couldn't do it. I I just felt so ridiculous. I just – I don't know why I lost my nerve to wear my battle vest. So um,
1: I think you should have done just because it shows. Uh, it's almost like like you've been in the army for a long time, right? You have your stripes. Yeah. It means you've been in all the all the military doc- decorations. Well, this would show from aged patches and stuff how long you've been in the scene. And I guess, for dude, that, I that's... probably
0: have. I probably have. And I'm not kidding. I have hundreds of dollars worth of patches. Yeah, see, that's, I think you know that's what I mean. They go back. They yeah, go back for, well, and it's a sweet vest. It's got a big old negative approach, like the picture for the first album the girl's face mm-hmm. that's my back patch got the big back patch of course and all the bands on there are from michigan it's like a, my michigan vest i call it I'm thinking Your about Michi- doing a michigan vest yeah my michigan vest it's a big heavy thing got big like is that big spikes up on the shoulder not not like the huge spikes but the little ones like i just sit there and watch tv and and just like put spikes on well, well
1: okay this is an interesting topic so did you were you ever a leather guy did you ever have a leather jacket
0: oh absolutely okay. i had the classic Black motorcycle jacket I wore for years and years and years did you paint it? um no, I did not. I had a couple of like buttons that I put through the leather but that was about it and I you know i recently I pulled it out and the liner had gotten kind of ratty so I tore the liner out and then I actually cut the sleeves off so I actually have like a leather vest okay Rob it's, it. <laughs> it's yeah exactly <laughs> I wear it with my leather chaps my leather my leather g string but it's it's uh it's so heavy. That leather jacket I had, I mean, this was like Crash Your Motorcycle leather jacket. I mean, it was really, really heavy. Uh, but I wore it for years and years and years. As a matter of fact, we'd show up like when we were playing, we'd all four would show up, we we'd literally we'd look like the Ramones. I mean, we'd show up every one of us in our black motorcycle jacket, you know? Yeah.
1: Um you know, and that's a that's a it's a great look. I mean it's so it's so much better of a yeah. look than that you know just the the black sweatshirt thing that everyone does well now.
0: you know it's funny cuz you're right it is cuz like i now i i do i walk around a hooded sweatshirt man i wear i wear jeans or shorts and uh you know Vans tennis shoes and t-shirts and and hooded sweatshirt it's pretty you know definitely middle-aged punk dad yeah the so- only difference between me and my neighbor is he's wearing freaking goofy ass New Balance and a uh, you know Nike's or you know or like you know patagonia t-shirt or something and mine says the pissed on it or whatever but yeah it's uh
1: <laughs> yeah i get
0: that it is it is but the fact that it is it's a lot of it at, at our age honestly neil for being honest is just more comfort than anything else right
1: yeah i went through that phase for a while and then i started to go away from that um but getting to the black leather again so i, I mean that's one thing that differentiates the newer kids with the older kids and probably it was just because we couldn't get patches back then but back then we had to paint our leathers right everyone had a painted leather and you spent time painting it either that or you had a girlfriend or someone you knew who Who was a little better at it who yeah who could paint on it for you and i actually did it myself i didn't know i was artistic until i I mean obviously just copying band logos and shit. Did you, say right? arti- it's not... did you
0: say you were autistic? Yes.
1: Autistic and autistic. But I did a really good...
0: for you first he's on the artistic spectrum
1: I did a really good job with that Toxic Reasons logo on the back of my leather. It was you know, it's the uh, British, Canadian American yep, flag, you know, merged. Tri flag. Yeah, tri flag yes. merged to one. Toxic Reasons splashed across the top. I had conflict in the old English script, I think along the bottom. I had suicidal down one arm. Uh, I had a fang logo. I had all kinds of shit painted on there, man. It was an (laughs) awesome leather jacket. And for some reason, in '89, I just decided to sell it to somebody, fucking idiot. And then they painted over it. God, I'm such an idiot. Um, anyway, that leather jacket went everywhere with me, man. That was the one where, um, when I went the last time, I went to see the Clash. I was wearing that in my favorite Clash T-shirt, and had a, it was one of the Clashing English classic English leathers that had like a red lining, not the black lining oh, yeah. like American ones, and that Clash gig, um, which was actually actually after to Topper had left, so it was uh, Terry Chimes was was drumming. Um, it was so packed and it was so sweaty in there. This was in Bradford. We traveled up there. Um, that the red lining uh, died, the dye came out of it. All went through that. So my favorite Clash t shirt was ruined, Your white absolutely ruined. Got and like fucking idiots, I don't know why because we were in college, we could have afforded a hotel room. I think I've totally told this story before. We ended up sleeping in the in the bus depot because there was no more buses back to Liverpool that night.
2: Mm.
1: So we ended up sleeping in the bus depot on the floor. And imagine the comfort of that in a leather jacket and a t shirt that was absolutely soaked through. With sweat, so that was uh, probably caught something that night. Yeah, good night though. Lives in <laughs> memory, but uh, yeah, but yeah. No kidding. Yeah, so good that place was for it, right? So that was that leather, and the leather look is still fantastic. Um, I agree. I dug mine out the other day. I was gonna wear it last week. Oh, last weekend to Susie Moon, and I guess that's a good segue to that, right? Um, I was gonna wear it, but I don't know. I pulled it out, and I was like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable wearing this. That was weird. I don't know why. It, I don't know that's why funny. that
0: was. Oh, so we get okay. So we want to talk about the Suzy Moon thing. You want to play another? So, why don't you play another song, or, or I'll play another song. Um, I'm gonna play another one. Um, okay. I am gonna play.
1: Um, I mentioned the Chameleons. They were a post punk band from Manchester, but they came out of punk days, so they did have a couple of punky tracks. So this is this was was going to be their first single on CBS in the 80s two um this is the chameleons uh playing this for our friend mike um this is the fan and the bellows
0: Fellows. a third mike shout out we better yell and say something to richard or he's gonna get suicidal
1: well he's, he's such a big rancid fan that i'm sure a lot of rancid talk we could dedicate to uh, him
0: yeah, yes we, yes uh, that's right richard <laughs> should be happy because we mentioned danzig and yep
1: and the misfits too danzig. man he's in heaven he's in heaven <laughs> yes. he's in pig slop heaven
0: <laughs> yes he's going, he's watching some weird punk show in an elementary school classroom <laughs> while they sit in folding chairs
1: it's so it's so funny when he posts that stuff I, i'm like intrigued by what he's seeing but by the time i ask him what he's what band he's watching he's normally so drunk that he never answers me so well, so i have funny, no idea who he's seeing it's
0: funny though because he does he does seem to go to a lot of shows which is which is great but yeah, it it is. definitely i mean when's the last time you saw a picture where it looked like it was in anything that resembled the kind of clubs that we're going to on a Multi basis. Just that last resort show, that last resort gig he went to, I guess, right? Oh that yeah, was the yeah, only one. Cool. Yeah, but yeah,
1: you're right. Most of them look like they're in like a school gymnasium or a fucking uh, like an art
0: gallery or something. Well, and our new buddy from England, our younger young buddy that's kind of joined recently in the Facebook group, uh Ben from England, he he goes to a lot of like. More of the type of stuff that we would go to, I think. Classic shows, yeah, he goes to UK yeah, I subs. Yeah, he went to see and, the UK subs yep. and Discharge and stuff like that. And they seem to be in more, the venues seem to be more similar to what we're used to, I guess. Yep, exactly. So speaking of venues we're used to, you actually did go to a show. And I haven't wanted to talk about it because it's a very Punk Till I Die show. As a matter of fact, every band at the on the bill was has been on our show. And I couldn't go. I was super bummed. So you went and saw Suzy Moon. The Ravagers and Poison Boys. How'd
1: that go? uh, It was a great night, Um, start to finish. It was a great night. Um, One of the best things about it was the bands were done by 10.45. Nice. (laughs) So I could be home on a Sunday night. I could be home in bed by 11.30. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, No, it was just a great night on the whole. Um, Let's see. We started off. We went to – it was just me and my daughter Lydia. We went to – even though she didn't really want to go. But I kind of dragged her. She wasn't feeling well, but I kind of dragged her. Um, We went to Pleasant House Pub first, which you've been to with me before. Yep. Uh, Yeah, the English English joint had some Bellhaven and, you know, they have famous meat pies and stuff like that. So we went there first. Um, That's like five minutes away from Reggie's, right?
0: Yep, yep. Very close.
1: So we just drove a little bit east, parked the car, and uh, walked over to Reggie's. Doors were at 7.00. Did you park at the normal spot that we've been parking in? We did. Thank, thanks to uh, thanks to you and Scott for that one. Yeah. Yep. Cuz dude it was no mental. Down there. It was mental. Sunday night I was figuring out, oh, it'll be easy. But there's now some fancy um restaurant that's open next to Reggie's. Really? On the near south side there? Yep. Wow. And it was fucking Whatever they call it? Hacked. Like so the street there was no street parking at all. Um all kinds of all kinds of like fancy cars, people dressed up real fancy and stuff, you know, valets and wow. stuff. So there was no parking on that street. Gentrification at all. sucks so bad, you know? Well, I don't know if I'd call it gentrification. <laughs> without getting too much into it, but um all right. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but I'm so glad that we know of that parking lot because it makes it so damn easy. Even though, even though, even though, when I just, I looked at my bank balance yesterday and there was a charge for some place I didn't recognize in Chinatown. And it took me a minute or two before I recognized that it was that, it was the parking lot. I got concerned that my card had been dipped or something.
0: I was like, I didn't (laughs) buy anything. What it 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 cost? Like eight, 10 bucks, right? It's not terrible. 16. Oh, they charge a full day rate. Yeah, but
1: it's fine. It's fine. I mean, seriously, around, you know, I'd much rather that than you get a parking ticket down there. That's, that's 60 bucks, you know?
0: Well, not only that, driving around at five bucks a gallon for, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so we parked there, walked over, um, get in uh, straight away, just like the last time. Uh, Susie Moon was just like. Okay, so all three bands had merch by the door, which was cool, but there was no one behind the merch booth which was weird <laughs> but Susie Moon was hanging about so we said hello she recognized us she remembered us obviously it was that was nice and we said uh cuz the band wasn't uh, poison boys weren't going on until 8 so we were there about 7:15 something like that um so said, punctual yeah we said to Susie we're going to go up we're going to go upstairs to the upstairs bar she didn't even know there was one so we are like yeah we're going upstairs to the upstairs bar get a drink and maybe something to eat and uh you know if you want to join us you're not thinking that she would but uh you know come up and we'll come down for the first band so lydia and i go up there and we're having a drink and uh who shows up susie moon shows up and just comes and sits with us
0: just no she's not a drinker if i remember right she's
1: not a drinker no so she was only drinking like sprite or club soda or something like that but just it was Mm. so cool she just came and sat with us and shut you know by herself and just you know we just shut the shit for 45 minutes about the tour and about stuff going on, you know, with her band and stuff going on with us. It was just really cool. You know, it was just like we're, you know, wasn't a star kind of thing. It was just like people that know you each know. other. So, yeah. Anyway, eight o'clock. Uh, we went back downstairs. Poison Boys came on. Poison Boys, obviously, one, two, three, four piece. Uh, classic, you know, rock and roll punk four piece. Um, they were great. They went through, like, they probably played for like a half hour. Like, almost like a greatest hits kind of set, including a new song. They have a new bass player. And um they were really good. The only complaint I would have had, because this was in the small room at Reggie's, right? Yep. They were really loud. Were, they? They were Well, maybe
0: because there wasn't a bodies there to block the sound. That,
1: that's the next thing I was going to complain about. Probably when the Poison Boy started, it was like 30 people in there. I was... Yeah really did now i didn't expect well, Sunday well
0: they're, they're a local band well right. yeah you're right sunday night
1: sunday night but i expected Susie moon from the last time she played with the queers those two nights i expected Dude, be i was some... gonna
0: say the exact same thing i can't imagine anybody who was at those shows wouldn't show up to see her again
1: right that's what i would have thought too so i was very surprised that there was so few people there so few bodies i mean they didn't even take the tables down so the tables were still around you know um
0: so there was just a i mean that happens sp- dude I, you know i saw the undead play in there the undead bobby Steele from the misfits yeah, band yeah. and and it was the same thing i mean there was hardly any i, I don't know yeah um that but anyway, was so, saturday i think or a friday
1: so i mean standing up for the poison boys you know in the middle in between all the tables it was probably like there was me and lydia and the poison boys girlfriends I think. I think it was like six people standing in front of the stage mm. so, but anyway you know they did a they did a great set very professional um Susie Moon was up next, and I don't know what happened. She only probably played about eight or nine songs. She didn't play very long. Probably half hour. Um, yeah, there was probably a few more people that showed up by then, but probably still only 40 people we're talking about. Mm. Um, and uh, it was it was a little, certainly less energetic than it was the last time. Mm. Um and I I spoke to Drew a little bit. I spoke well. We did spoke to Patty and 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 Drew through the guitarist and Patty the bass player. Drew's the guitar player. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and, and all
0: real nice. The, but the whole band is very I didn't super speak cool. To the drummer, but they're all they all seem yeah. super
1: cool. Yeah. yeah, super cool. Um, Drew seemed a little bummed out. He said that they weren't basically feeling it that night or whatever. You know, ah. I think maybe they'd been on the road for a week or two. Maybe they were feeling under the weather or something. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean it. They were still good, but it wasn't the it wasn't as good as they were with the Queers. I
0: always, you know, well, and you always wonder because you know, most every band will say we put on the same show whether it's five people or five thousand people. That's like a the ultimate rock and roll cliche, right? Right. But it's just not the same, you know. Uh, you know, so I, I wonder if they, so. It's hard to tell. So, and you're right. And you said you thought maybe they weren't like Susie wasn't feeling well. So I don't know. But, you know, it's always hard to hard to tell, right, if they're run down a little bit or if it's, you know, hard to get as worked up for less people. I don't know. And, well, especially, I mean, if it's a small. The night before they had packed the, granted, right. the, the, the Mel is small. The Melody in Indianapolis they played on Saturday night. that's right. a small place. Right. But they packed it out. So it's not like they're not drawing anywhere. You know, it's just. Right. Chicago's got too many options, man. There's too many things to do. If they yeah. were, that show
1: was in Grand Rapids, it would have drawn, you know? Yeah, I think the Sunday night thing was, was was kind of a problem. And I think a small crowd is fine if the small crowd is, like, super animated and super, super into drunk. it. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know... Th- Once again, hard to do on a Sunday night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true, true enough. That's that that's very true. So anyway, um, yeah, Susie Moon played, yeah, like 30, 35 minutes, whatever it was. Played... Uh, you know, a mix of the new EP, um, the old EP, and, uh, you know, a couple you of tracks. you have the new EP yet? Oh, yeah, I pre-ordered that, yeah. Oh, got you got it. You re it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, the you know, she got an album coming out, so there's a couple of tracks that are going to be from the album and stuff. Yep. So it was good.
0: Looking forward to that.
1: Um. So then then the Ravages came on, Uh, and uh, they were exceptional. So it's still...
0: So only like 10 o'clock by the time they're coming on, right? You said it was done by 10.45?
1: Yep, it was done by, so yeah, they came on at 10 to so each band. So like 8, played. 9, and 10 maybe? Yep, yep something like that, yep. Um, the Ravages were fantastic. Complete, you know, wired, absolutely wired. Just super energetic, super tight as well. That was another thing about all three bands in the night. They were all super tight, um, mm. very professional. But the Ravages, would, I can't say enough good things about them. I mean, it was a short, compact set. They didn't uh, go on too long. They played most everything off the album. And they played a Dead Boys cover, which they nice. they did a fantastic job. Uh, which which song? With hold on, one second. Why am I drawing a blank?
0: Anyway, if anybody hasn't, we we had Alex from the Ravagers on, um, and they're such a great band. But if it, definitely in the Dead Boys spirit, if that's if you're looking for a reference point, yeah, very much. So always. a good I, place to start. As a matter of fact, I. I I sent Neil on a mission to pick up the LP for me, and he failed miserably. So I actually mail ordered it this week from Spaghetti Town Records. So uh,
1: it was eight eight nothing to do, and they did a spectacular
0: job with eight nothing, with, okay, eight okay, nothing to on. do. Yeah, um, yeah. What if uh, they requ- Is that on one of their singles or something? I think I feel like that might be somewhere. You might be able to find that somewhere, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to look and see if they did that
1: because it was a, it was in. I asked them actually because I I spoke to Alex um, after the show. And I asked him about that, and he said they just wanted to throw something. Oh, okay. Something maybe I'm maybe I'm totally yeah, wrong. Okay, to, to break up the set a little bit. So anyway, they did a great, great, so great. So did set. they
0: have LPs at the show? You said there was nobody to sell, nobody selling them, but they did. You, did. did they they have... had
1: them on. They had them on the on the on the merch table. But it was so weird. Like the last time with the Queers, right? Um, so do you have
0: the record yet, or no? You don't even have one for yourself.
1: Um, I do. I, I, I found I found a red copy.
0: Ah, you did. Yeah, I did. The red and black or whatever it's yep. pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool, like a, right? it's like yeah. a weird
1: splatter, yeah. Um but yeah, so the queers, the merch table, I mean there was someone there was someone manning the merch table the entire night, right? Oh, in fact, yeah. there was someone at the queer side, uh AJ from uh Doc Rotten was on Susie Moon's
0: side and
1: uh Right. I mean, there was
0: people. Well, even, a lot of these bands will tell you even like like I remember like Sloppy Seconds, I will playing Detroit. They said, you know, only like 100 people show up, but they buy so much merch. They, He's like, I swear every person buys $100 worth of merch. So even if it's not a huge turnout, sometimes it could still be a successful stop yeah. if you sell lots of stuff. I think when, when Sloppy played Grand Rapids, I think they sold lots of stuff because they hadn't played forever, you know, here forever. So,
1: yeah
0: you sell everybody a t-shirt and a record man that's still you can still come off successful
1: so before before, uh, between bands between suzy moon and Ravagers, you know i wandered over there and there was two guys sitting down behind the ravages thing but they were like talking to each other and they weren't really trying to sell stuff so it, it was it was just a weird it was kind of a weird and there was no one at the suzy moon side so suzy just after her gig after her show she kind of i didn't see her again so um then after the set, after the set,
0: um. Went home, went to bed?
1: Yeah, Lydia wasn't feeling good. So we, otherwise I would have stayed around and, um, started, you know, talk to the bands a little bit, you know, and thanked them for really coming tried and to that make, kind of thing. Really tried yeah.
0: to really tried to make Monday a day of suffering. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. But then I also was going to, you know, buy, try buy more merch. Um, nah. the only people that were behind the merch table and actually like available to talk seemed to be the Poison Boys. So I bought a we bought two t-shirts from the Poison Boys, you know, because they, they have some I decent want merch. That
0: new, I want that new Poison Boys on. I want that on vinyl, man. That's a great, that new Poison Boys record is great.
1: Yeah, the vinyl's not out yet. I don't believe Digital it'll be out only, till yeah. June. Yeah, it won't be out till June or July. So, um, so yeah, I left without any Suzy Moon merch and without, uh, you know, without much stuff at all. So, um, just Poison Boys t-shirts, basically. And, well, you know, uh, I love merch and I
0: haven't bought anything the last two shows I've been to, so.
1: Now, interestingly enough, so that was that show. So yeah, we left at ten forty-five, and it was great. There was no traffic on the way home. Um, <laughs> I did I did something I probably shouldn't have done. So you know oh. you know when we were walking back to the to the, to are the you, car, are you on the sex? Are you on the sex list now? No, but you know as you're walking back to the car, remember we cross kind of that high. There's like an offshoot from the highway coming down, which normally there's a stoplight.
2: Okay.
0: And,
1: uh, I don't if I don't know if you remember it. There's like an off ramp from the highway, and yep. um. We go to cross right it bus,
0: right by the bus, right by the train station. Yeah, right by here. the
1: train station. We go to cross it, and some guy who's at the top of the ramp fucking revs his car, sees us in the road, and like like goes basically to zoom us down. I mean, it was crazy. Come on. So no, um, I, like in an SUV. So I do what you would do. I flip him off and start going crazy, and then I look and see it's like a car full of gangbangers. And yeah, I was like, oh this isn't gonna go well and they saw it opening their windows and stuff. Luckily enough, I had seen there was a cop car parked right outside the L station. Ah. <laughs> so as they're mounting off to me, I start like pointing to the cop car and they take off. <laughs> ah so i it was, it was yeah,
0: well my first choice would have been to, to pull out mr smith and mr wesson and make them <laughs> wish they were never born but i guess your system works too
1: well they might have they might have outgunned me to be fair
0: exactly. <laughs> you like you pull out your like hey i got my self-defense pistol they're like pulling out uzis yeah ak-47s so that was that was pretty that was pretty freaky but uh you I mean, you might have to learn to control your temper my friend yeah lydia was like don't say it don't say it <laughs> I mean, you made it almost sixty years without being beat to death in the street, like Johnny Ramone almost did in the late seventies. But I don't
1: know. No, in my self defense, though, i live ha-
0: on borrowed time.
1: I had seen the cop car the whole time.
0: I got you, <laughs> big big man. When you know there's a cop car there, that's
1: right. Look, all, I, I, all
0: cops are bastards except for when you're about to get your ass beat by a bunch of gangbangers. It was
1: one. It was one of those times I was desperately hoping it was a real police officer and not some like CTA. <laughs> CTA C- C- like, cop Rana or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. But anyway, that was the show. It was great. I was home by 11.15. It was awesome, you know. Uh, all right. I, uh, and also, so, oh, go ahead. You play, play a song. Okay. Play a song and I'll read. it. I'm going to play Netflix. a song
0: yep. and I'm going to take a real quick pee and then we're actually going to wrap it up, I think.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's good.
0: So, all right. So this is great great southern california band adolescence and they're playing i don't know what song did i pick out neil do you remember no way no way from their great the blue album the self-titled album so this is adolescence no way i'll be right back
1: Okay, so why did you? Uh, that was the adolescence with uh, no way. So why did you pick that? Just by any any reason,
0: particularly. Okay, so you know, it's spring is here, summer is coming. It's that time of year where a young man's heart and mind turns to well, good punk festivals are coming, and I'm I'm eyeballing a couple right now, and um, punk rock bowling. It looks like it's not going to happen at all. I would guess that, yeah. We kind of to talked just, about that. The fact
1: that it hasn't been announced yet and it's May. Uh, I've,
0: uh, so that I was kind of eyeballing that Savage Mountain Punk Fest, which Scott and I went to last year. Yes, with the incident, the Tom wandering the halls in his shorts incident. The infamous. Um, but the, so far, they've announced the Thursday and Friday headliners, and they're not necessarily my cup of tea. So I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with Saturday with that. But there's this real nasty looking one in Pittsburgh called Skull Fest. Hmm. That looks pretty amazing, and they've announced the headliners, so actually all my all my songs were inspired, so far were inspired by that festival. The headliners are Zero Boys from Indianapolis. Uh, I didn't play Zero Boys because I still think there's a reasonable chance that we end up having Paul Z from Zero Boys on, so I kind of wanted to hold off on that. Okay. Um, the other one is The Rattle Essence, which is, so Adolescence right now, still play and the only guy from the band anymore now that uh steve soto died is tony reflex the singer Mm -hmm. and a bunch of younger guys but they still exist and they're still pretty good i saw them a few years ago um but the Radolescence is like i think actually has more of the og adolescence than the uh, than the adolescents do and they play like the whole blue album and they're one of the other headliners uh the other one is that chaotic discord that we played last week the clubbing seals Yeah, yeah, yeah The comedy like street punk band from uh, England and the Pissed are going to – looks like do a reunion show there. So in defiance.
1: That sounds like – dude, that sounds like it's right up your alley.
0: Well, it is and it's very uh, much a street punk kind of a thing. My wife is really trying to get a hold of me. (laughs) That's a beautiful ringtone you have. (laughs) You know, I'm on call for work and I need something that wakes me up. Ah, and that's so pleasant. I can pop up to take care of all kinds of sewer emergencies at like 3 a.m. That pleasant ringtone wakes you up, huh? So anyway, yeah. So that's why I picked my songs. Did you play all four years? Uh, no, love, I didn't. I, I didn't. No. I can't count to seven. So, or I can't count to eight. So why don't you do that, and then I'll come back with my best of friends segment.
1: Okay. So when is I'm going to
0: have you go ahead and announce that, and I'm going to go ahead and call my wife back really quick, and I will – be back with you in just a second. Okay, okay.
1: So, um, yeah, I going back to my list of bands I've seen a lot. Um, I've seen Tiger Army so many times I don't even remember from from warm-up other bands to headlining, you know, um, over the years in Chicago. Uh, so I'm going to place some of my Tiger Army because I've hardly played Tiger Army uh, much, and they are probably my top three favorite bands over the last uh, 25 years probably since the since the mid 90s um so i am going to play um annabelle lee uh by tiger army off of uh is this the, off the first record or is this off the second let me look a
0: second i am no tiger i am no tiger army record expert
1: uh annabelle lee i think was off power of moonlight which was the second record so anyway yeah uh, this is uh tiger army with uh annabelle lee uh Annabelle Lee was a character in a book by... Who is that American horror author from Classic? Uh, Jesus Christ. My mind. My mind has gone to, gone to shit. But anyway, this is Annabelle Lee by Targami. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that was Annabelle Lee by Tiger Army. And of course, Jesus Christ, my, I can't believe my mind went a blank there. Edgar Allan Poe, the famous short story. Annabelle ah, yes. Lee, So that was a song about that. So, yeah. So
0: uh, I so, got all kinds. I got all kinds of problems here. First, the, we got all we got all kinds of problems. First, the cat peeks in your bed. Then I had to pee. Then my wife's calling me. It's like, what's going on here? It's one thing if I'm drinking, Neil. I'm actually all I had was coffee and water all day. Um. Well, that's yeah. you has got that tiny pee bladder. It's um, diuretic.
1: When when is that? When is that Pittsburgh Punk Festival you were just talking about? Because that uh, sounds really August. good. Oh yeah, it's,
0: it, it it does sound like, but it's definitely on the crunchy side of things, the heavy end of things.
1: So that what's it called, Skull
0: Fest? You said Skull Fest. It's got very little footprint online. Oh wow! I think yeah, at I'm least smoking, yeah. at least one of the sponsors is. Uh, Profane Existence, which is the old great, like, uh, crusty punk label out of Pittsburgh.
1: See, it's funny that you mention Radolescence, Zero Boys, K, like Discord. It's funny that you mention that Radolescence has more original members than the adolescents do these days. Yeah, it's funny, right? I was talking to Jason Richardson just yesterday, and he was going to see a show by Blue, blah, 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 blah.
0: I know what you're talking about. Because the opening band was like the Anarchy Vandals, Ta- but had yep. some more v- head Vandals, right?
1: Exactly. The band is called Anarchy Taco.
0: Yeah, which and, is funny. Uh, Not even Anarchy Burger. Anarchy Taco, right? Right.
1: And it says it's all the original members of the Vandals, obviously, except the singer. Which is so... So it's more authentic than the Vandals Vandals. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: because <laughs> Joe Principe's like the longest running Vandal, right? And he wasn't even the original. He was the original drummer, right? Right. Not Joe Principe. What's the guy's... Whatever the guy's name is, who, the the bass player, he's he, he's the oldest, he's the leader of the band.
1: Well, anyway, that's what that's what that's what uh, that's what Jason said. He says it's uh all original, me- all the original members of the Vandals, you know, was apart from the thing with o or whatever, right? So anyway, I just thought that was funny. That well, those, it's, you know. and
0: you know, when we were at Punk Rock Rolling last year, somebody was playing called the Angry Samoan, not the Angry Samoans, but the Angry Samoan, and. You know, because Metal Mike still has the Angry Samoans name, and they were still playing a few years ago. Right. But like, if they're not playing anymore, somebody, you know, if there's older guys who are in the band who want to play the music, I have no issue with that. I mean, you kind of you want to know what you're getting ultimately. But you know, I'd love to go sing along with some Angry Samoan songs. They are a bucket list band for me. I've never seen them. Dude,
1: changing the subject one second, but going back to the Skullfest. Yeah. I mean, it all ties in with this fucking show today because you know who else was playing there? Apart mm. from the Pest, the Pissed, Defiance are playing there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, I oh, you did. You said that? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm way ahead of you, buddy. Way ahead of you. Oh yeah, it's just interesting. You know, it's I a... saw the Zero Boys last year, of course, and they were so good. And so, and and I have, of course told the story about going to see the Piss and having the cops break in after like two songs. So I, I, I'm, I if nothing else comes up, this might be the one I'm going to zero in on. But I, I kind of want to wait and kind of want to wait and see what happens. So what it say? says My
1: weekend passes will be available beginning today. Yeah,
0: they say that, but you can't find – they have no active website or anything.
1: Yeah, it was difficult so, to
0: find. That's true. It was. It looks uh, very It looks very sketchy, which I like. Yeah, it, Skullfest. it looks like the opposite of Riot Fest, you know?
1: Yeah. August 18th, the return of Skullfest, August 18th to the
0: 21st. Yes. Yeah. And and the bands get really obscure, but there's like a lot of weird East Coast hardcore bands and stuff. It, I don't know. It looked fun. And, I, and the headliners grabbed me. Yeah. No. Sure. Hey. Yeah. Zero boys and adolescents. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's 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 what inspired my song choices. Except for my last song choices.
1: Let me let me let me just butt in there just one second. So this Tuesday, I am going to another show. I'm going to see uh, Kate Clover. Who was yep. one of my? uh I, I saw her once warming up recent of Tiger disco- Army.
0: Relatively recent discovery, right? Yeah,
1: it was pre-COVID, so it wasn't that recent. It was it was like <laughs> late twenty nineteen. But did yeah. you
0: see her opening for Tiger Army? Is I that did. where you met her? Yep okay. that's that's where I that's where I
1: saw them. That's where I was blown away by how good they were. And then we met them in G Man afterwards, and had a really good time with the band. So she her first album just came out, and they are playing Beat Kitchen on Tuesday. Have
0: you listened to the album?
1: I have. It's fantastic. um it's uh she she is like a cross between uh and she'd probably hate me for saying this but it's true uh debbie harry and um chrissy hind that's i think a good description of her um very charismatic yeah they have a really good sound but anyway they're playing tuesday
0: maybe if you get a chance to talk to her again maybe you'll have to let her know that she should come on and talk to us so i can embarrass you by telling her how much you lost after her
1: will (laughs) will do um but just but just added to the bill, the thing that makes it interesting, just added to the bill is the, are the Poison Boys. Oh, cool! So um, I will definitely ask uh, ask Matt about the uh, when we might expect to see vinyl. They know that new album. So Alderman when when vinyl.
0: okay, wh- what what's the venue on that?
1: Beat Kitchen. Okay, smallish. Smallish, yeah. Um, supposedly they've dropped the mask mandate, which is good. But supposedly they are still asking for a uh, vaccination proof of vaccination uh, i'm which is shocked so fucking stupid, a lot of the but...
0: venues in like milwaukee and minneapolis still seem to be doing it so yeah, i don't get it um, i but mean anyway. at this point the irony at this point is you really if you want to be up to date you should have had two boosters right now right yep i haven't had mine but yeah definitely i mean they say the second boost they wear off the boosters seem to like kind of wear off as they faster as they go I, I don't know, whatever. It's just, I mean, it, it's just, it, it, it's virtue signaling nonsense. Enjoy yourself. You can kiss my ass. I'm not going. But, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, we'll see how, uh,
1: what it's like. Cause we obviously, yeah, we hopefully, want to...
0: well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's cool. I mean, I, I don't know Kate Clover. I, I remember you raving about her before. I've never listened to her. So I, maybe I should, I gotta tell you, man, I, as much as I hate streaming, you know, I'm pretty much 99% analog at home. Mm hmm. I do like to stream at work and my son had like Spotify premium that he'd been getting as a college student that he'd been sharing with me yeah. for like $5 a month, but now he can't get it because he's not in college anymore. And they want like 16 bucks a month for a family program or something. And I'll tell you, it, Spotify is insufferable if you don't have the premium. Yeah. It's, they won't it's, let, it's like commercials they won't, like every 30 seconds, right? <laughs> every 30 seconds and they play just nonsense. Yeah. I despise it so much. I don't know. So I don't know what I'm going to do as far as that goes, but anyway, I'll try to check out Kate Clover if I can do it without getting so annoyed. Anyway, what was I raving about? The song,
1: the song to check out everybody is called uh, Channel 0. It's a great song. Channel
0: 0. But okay. the album
1: is right. the album is good. I'm sure it's going to make my top 10 of the year list. So.
0: All right. Anyway. Okay. Yep. Best of best of best of friend segment. This actually is an alum alumni of our show. You remember Neil when we had the band new as a singer/guitar slash guitar player from the two-piece band new rocket union on. Do you remember them?
1: Yeah, it was John Ensley, wasn't it?
0: John. Yeah, yeah, yep. and we were very we were both very blown away by their first album, so they actually put the second album out this year. And it is called Twin Cities Breakdown.
1: Okay, it just came out, right?
0: Uh yeah, relatively recently, last yeah. month or so. And it's it's very good. Same thing, you know, two-piece band, but you don't really notice it. It's mm-hmm. just good like punk and roll. Uh, I did review it for That's Good Enough for Me, which pretty much at this point I'm still reviewing, but it's pretty much, you know, if uh, you have to know, I have to know you to do it at this point. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm I'm not taking unsolicited, too many unsolicited requests at this point. But anyway, it's a great record, and uh, let's play. So this is best of friends segment. Let's play. Uh, we had him on if we had him on last year, so I don't I don't know if we'll have John on again this year. Maybe maybe record number three or something. We'll have him back on. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, great uh, great band. Yeah, Two Piece Minneapolis. So you guys should check them out. Uh, so we're gonna do two songs from Twin Cities Breakdown. This is Hypnotized and Upside Down. <laughs>
1: That was New Rocket Union off the new album, and uh, you heard Hypnotized and then Upside Down. So you yes. got a you get a two for Tuesday,
0: uh, two, two for Tuesday. two for Thursday, right. two for Thursday. That's there right. you go. Yeah. And of course, of course, I already mentioned it earlier, I'm trying to do better about you know telling you how to get a hold of us. But punklighti77 at Gmail and Die podcast on Facebook, punklighti podcast group. Send us an email. I still have stickers. I can send you some stickers. Uh, we were pretty amused because at the x-ray arcade in milwaukee somebody posted a picture of a sticker there on uh, our inst or on their instagram or something Neil, what was it what was that yeah it was Susie Drew. It, it was player.
1: yeah it was drew champion from suzy moon yeah he he posted a piece or a punctual eye die sticker and put put a picture of it on his instagram so,
0: yeah so either that. i put that when i was there last and don't remember because i was drinking copious amounts of old style or no not old style not not there we drink uh high life um or Maybe Mark, our buddy Mark from DUIs from or something. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure how I got there, but anyway, it's cool. It's fun. It's fun to you know see our handiwork. For sure. Yeah, it's good so. to see
1: that logo. It's a good logo, man. We got
0: we got a good. It really good is. Icon it really there. is. It's, yeah. it's 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 iconic.
1: Yeah. Till we get sued, it's iconic. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Exactly. Now, so, Cheetah anyway. che, Cheetah Chrome would be an A lister, so maybe I'm, uh, I'm gonna try, see Woody on that. See,
0: I don't think he would be. A minus.
1: Dead boys. I'm sorry, man. I, dead be yeah, a dead listen, boys. I'd
0: love. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have him, but I'm just. I, I, here's the standard to me, I guess, is like, would our kids have heard of him? Maybe not our kids, but like, you know, would would the average person on the street have heard of, them? like, you know, the name Johnny Rotten, you know, the name Joey Ramone, do you know the name Cheetah oh, Chrome? Well, you should because it's a great punk rock name, right? Uh, yeah, know, the Dead Boys, I would imagine, right? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know that everybody knows the Dead Boys as well as we do. Anyway, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Send us. Send us an email or don't or, uh, you know, thanks for listening, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what else. I think that's it, know, I think we're, we're good. I had a nice – it was a nice rambling chat about nothing in particular. Yeah. Well, your, your idea
1: earlier of actually having – if any of the listeners want to send us like a 30-second uh, request – uh, oh, yeah. You know, record an mp3 of uh of them giving us a request for a song we'll be happy to play it and then we'll play the song so i think that's a good yep. idea as long and as we, us... as long as we don't think it sucks <laughs>
0: exactly as long as it's not ska or reggae um and yeah and and if you feel like it tell us what bands you've seen 10 times or more yeah
1: well I'm you know, kinda, with, you know with, with richard it's going to be the misfits and uh, and uh, no it's going to be some
0: some fruity or is it going to be some fruity band that plays at art galleries wears leotards
4: yes yes indeed. anyway
0: all right rainbow leotards everybody. we appreciate you
1: yes thank you very much we'll see you in uh episode 171 when we might have some exciting news so until then that would keep...
0: be that would be great i could use some excitement neil
1: yep keep a little mark in your heart and uh yeah uh stay free
0: we'll smell you
4: later bye bye everybody i the